Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to WEQY, the voice of the East Side. This is Wesley Wright, your Ambuji foodie. Thank you so much again. Uh, I know you have so many other things that you could be doing, but I appreciate the fact that you are tuning in with us this morning and always listening to new places uh, to enjoy food. <laughs> so, again, thank you very much. I want to first give a shout out to, uh, you know, people I'm missing over in California, my family. Um, I know I haven't been there for the holidays, but, you know, family over here is taking good care of me. They're feeding me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's about the food. It's always about the food. <laughs> but um, as always, uh, the purpose of this show is to make sure that we are providing you with new and exciting places where you can visit that are in your local neighborhood. And, um, you know, this one is really in the neighborhood, and I've passed it so many times uh, within the Dayton's Bluff area, uh, and it is an, a, Sal- a Salvadorian uh, restaurant, um, and it's called Mana, or no, 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 no. It's called Manana. <laughs> See how I messed that up? It's called Manana. And they are producing really great um, di- uh, Salvadorian dishes. Uh, and, you know, I tell you that it was, it was good to visit the restaurant. And I'm having a problem with... Hmm. Interesting. Uh, just a small problem with anyway they were um, it's a Salvadorian restaurant and they are it's and I, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly so someone's going to most likely correct me on it but it's a pupuseria I think or pupuseria <laughs> but they do uh, classic Mexican dishes as well as Salvadorian dishes, um, specifically the pupusas. Uh, and pupusas are a corn uh, flour kind of tortillas with either cheese, meat, or beans, some type of ingredients in, uh, encased in between two flour, or excuse me, corn uh, type of tortillas that's the only way to describe it but uh it's you know placed on the griddle uh and it comes out with whatever ingredients on the inside i had cheese of course the queso but it was a great uh it was a great experience i use experience quite a lot don't i (laughs) quite a lot but i say that because uh, you know, every it, it, I had was coming home, and it just so happened that I hadn't gotten anything to eat for the evening, and I decided, okay, well, I need to go to some place, somewhere in the east side, of course, uh, that is, you know, going to feed that appetite that I had for Mexican. Um, and I know I had already gone to Taqueria Los Paisanos. A couple of weeks ago, 
And I'm just saying that I've seen them across the way, but I've never gotten a chance to go. So I took the opportunity to go. Bad thing about it is, is that when I pulled up, they were closing, but the owner was very gracious enough to stay open and allow me the opportunity to order a few things from off of the menu. And one of the first things was, of course, the pupusa. Uh, it was a, uh, a queso pupusa. And, you know, I asked, well, what other things can I order before? Because they were already cleaning their griddle uh, or their grill and you know, putting up chairs and so forth. And he was like, well, we could do we could give you, a, you know, some tacos or uh, a burrito. So I asked for a steak burrito. And also uh, tacos al pastor. And the tacos al pastor, they were, I, I love the fact that they were, they're authentic. The way that they do and prepare their, their food and their tacos. And I know that there are so many other places that also do it very well. But they, you know, they make sure that the meat is very, it's still tender. Uh, it's not dry. Uh, and they, you know, of course, provide garnish for it. So, uh, and I love when you squeeze, have to squeeze a lime or something over any type of taco, no matter what taco it is. Carnitas, el pastor, uh, you know, beef, steak, whatever. Uh, and, you know, they give you all the onion, cilantro, and yeah, it was, it was delicious. Um the other the a steak burrito was just chock full of steak they do not skimp on the steak at all uh, they give you the full i don't know they give you a full a really nice size burrito one that is definitely uh, you know to satisfy at least two people <laughs> uh yeah but I was hungry, so I ate that by myself. <laughs> but anyway, the ingredients in that were queso, sour cream, uh, refried beans, the steak itself, which was cooked uh, with great flavor. And it, and a lot of times, you know, that certain if you're going to cook something um, well or have prepare something very well, it doesn't take a whole lot of seasoning uh, to either mask it. Um, there are other ingredients that you could add, and definitely that, that's what they were using. Um, the beans, the lettuce that was um, included in you know, with the other ingredients, uh, all of it together just tasted perfectly. And then on that flour tortilla, yeah. And then they put it on the, on the grill to kind of... I don't know, help melt the cheese on the inside even more and then have a crust on that uh, flour tortilla. Yeah, it was perfect. It was really awesome. Um, it was it was nice that they were willing to do that and, you know, thankful that they stayed open for me. So I want to give a shout out to, I believe the owner is Luis. So 
Luis, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, that was a wonderful preparation of the items that I've had. And I look forward to coming back uh, to the restaurant. And they are located at 828 uh, 7th Street East. That's in St. Paul. And, and again, right up the street from the radio station. So maybe someone wants to go there and bring me some. No. <laughs> Bring me a, a a burrito, maybe. Um, as you know, we always are talking about whether it be food in the East St. Paul area or neighborhood areas. Uh, most recently, the city pages, you know, as I use as a reference, uh, they actually provided or printed out uh, their restaurant guide for 2016, a, a fall edition. And one of the articles in there clearly, uh, you know, identified Minneapolis, well, St. Paul, Minneapolis and St. Paul as, and as their words indicate, the fastest growing city for restaurant spending. And there's no reason why that would be wrong because, as you know, we have restaurants that are seeming to be popping up everywhere. Um, there is an awesome restaurant um, by the name of, well, it was a German restaurant at one point, served German cuisine, but it is now going to be replaced by a Mexican cuisine um, style, if you would, restaurant called uh, Pajarito. Um, I do not have the address. I don't know where the address is for that. Um, I'm not sure where. I don't have the address. That's surprising. <laughs> but that's an example. We're still waiting on Revival. Revival, though, is supposed to be coming before Christmas. That's what they promise. So looking for that. And that's, again, going to be in the St. Paul area on Grand. If you're familiar with where Cheeky Monkey used to be, Revival is actually taking over that spot. So they're still going through that process. Uh, and they are they are certainly, uh, I mean, we're waiting for that to actually happen. Uh, kind of like with bated breath. Um, but going back to that uh, St. Paul, the restaurant guide for City Pages, um, you know, the article talks about, uh, it, again, it being the fastest growing city for restaurant spending. Um, you know, specifically in the summer, there were real estate research um, analysts that were pretty much scouring the city in the state to find out what type of restaurants are going to be opening, what type of trends there would be, you know, food trucks. We know that we've already had, you know, bad leather food trucks. But, you know, during this time period is when creative minds, culinary minds are thinking, what new and exciting thing can I bring to the city uh, you know I, I don't know how often food trucks are well that th they're out in the winter time 
Um, and I think it would only be certain ones. I know that <laughs> there's one that I had gone with quite a number of times, even during the winter, uh, which was El Chile. It was a taco truck uh, that was over on 7th Street. Yeah, it was on 7th Street. Uh, and if you know where the downtown or wa uh, car wash is, it was right across the street from there. Um, awesome tacos. But again, they go through a time frame of where, you know, for the season, they're closed. And likewise, they're most likely thinking of what type of food should new food or type of cuisine could be brought to the cities. So, you know, after doing after doing this particular study you know, as city pages uh, references, um, you know, they found that consumers are looking to actually spend money you know um, and we you know even though we have some moments of worrying about rent and other expenses of life and so forth there is seems not to be any worry of spending money on food and i think it's probably i don't know if this is a term that's seems bad in the eyes of younger ones but millennials um they are the ones that seem to be spending money more than the older generation um and it's it's almost like they're comparing it to being in new york where the one the rent is expensive but still people are still going out to really high class restaurants um and i know that's you know referencing new york but here in Minneapolis and St. Paul, they are, they're doing the same thing. They really are. You know, I, I don't know if they don't know how to cook. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing. But you can be certain that they're still spending money. They're still going out with friends and going to different restaurants and new restaurants at that too so you could be certain that that's not going to be something that's going to be going away um, anytime soon so I look forward to all these new upcoming restaurants that we are going to be talking about in the future um Millennials help drive at times the dining out experience. Um, Gen Xers, baby boomers, they contribute to it as well. You know, restaurant sales because either special occasions uh, or just going out itself uh, just to say, hey, you know, let's have a date night. Uh you know, keeping the spice and the fire of their marriage or their relationships going, you know, it doesn't always have to be about a, you know, a special occasion. But again, I look forward to being involved in, you know, those same experiences. Uh, the new chefs, the new restaurants, um, you know, don't even discredit some grocery stores, too. Um, if you're not familiar, these are 
ones that are not in the area, but you know, Kowalski's, Buns and Byerly's, um, they also offer, if you would, meals that you could get on the go. But that's those are there. We have Cub, Aldi. These are also grocery stores that you could be creative yourself and find ways to make a meal that's enjoyable for your family. Uh, never forget about the different res- uh, recipes uh, options that you have online. All recipes, um, Food Network. These are all places that you can go online to enjoy or creating a food experience in your own home. So where, as we are always talking about, oh yeah, going out to you know a restaurant and experiencing something, uh, you can always you know make a meal at home, and it'd be just as enjoyable, if not more. I don't know if any of you have seen a video that's currently online. Um, it talks about it's a group of young people. I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit, but it talks about a group of young people um, in the north side of Minneapolis, if you would, uh, and it's the website. It's referred to as Appetite for Change. And the video, it, it's, you know, I I was very impressed. I was very impressed with this organization. Um, it is, you know, their mission statement is Appetite for Change uses food as a tool for building health, wealth, and social change in North Minneapolis. Uh, AFC, again, Appetite for Change, is a community-led organization that strengthens families, creates economic prosperity, and encourages healthy living. Um, And then it talks about the things that they do. The video itself, it's a music video. It's a group of young young people ranging in different ages. uh, And they are expressing their appreciation of being able to one to have something that they could be proud of uh, and you know doing community gardening uh, learning about cooking the different types of styles that are available but again their website talks about uh, the things that they do uh, you know it states that we are committed to using food as a vehicle for social social change uh, you know, they believe that families um, should be reclaiming the kitchen as a place to bond with education. Uh, you know, for children, um, communities that by doing that, then communities become stronger and more equipped for the struggles of daily life. You know, they bring be bringing people together. Uh, uh, again, as I always say. You know, food brings people together, building communities, building social uh, settings. Um, you know, and then it crosses racial and economic justice justice uh, 
economic and racial lines and provides a, a, a change for justice as well. So, you know, they, you know, again, looking on their website, you know, it talks about the different type of um, programs that they have available. Uh, and I thought a great one, which I have never I've never gone to and I came across it I suppose within the past week just searching on line of the different types of uh, city uh, items and restaurants within the cities that you know people might enjoy in reference to food and this came across my timeline I just thought it was really interesting and um, the fact that you know here you have a group uh, one an organization that is seeking out to help uh, bring about change within the communities for young people, uh, but not only for young people, for but for their families too. Because young people, they learn those things and then uh, they learn those skills, whether it be uh, you know how to run a business, how to do gardening, uh, community gardening, and uh, growing things for themselves. Um, I know some friends and I were just talking about recently that there's going to come a time when we're going to have to really sit down. And realize that, you know, we got to start going back to a basic way of living and not always relying on, oh, I need we need to go out to a restaurant. You could grow uh, if you have the means in which to uh, grow something within your neighborhood, your backyard or come together with a community garden. um, Why not do that? Uh, It gives you one, a sense of pride, too. And I think your creativity just flows naturally when you know that, man, I just grew some tomatoes or cucumbers or potatoes or, you know, some lettuce or kale. Having that as a fuel and motivation um, will strengthen the bond of your community. Um, Younger people are going to notice that hey you know this could be fun it doesn't have to be just referred to as a chore but one of the i i would say opportunities that they have um is it's a kind of like a restaurant well no not kind of it is a restaurant i mean really these after harvesting their vegetables uh, they are going into literally a place of business called Breaking Bread. And Breaking Bread, what it does, it's called Breaking Bread Cafe and Catering. Um, it's a community-driven eatery that's focusing on healthy food as well as community engagement. Um, the cafe, it offers a unique style of flavor as well as wholesome uh, comfort foods. And it also offers uh, vegetarian, vegan, and important i know some a lot of friends out there that are gluten um intolerant you know they want to also have those options too so the fact that there is a business that is in association with appetite for change that gives them uh, opportunity to train young people about jobs and learning about real food is really encouraging um looking on their website on some of the items that they offer um, 
I just want to kind of like go there um, and <laughs> eat some food. Uh, yeah, it's. I think they have. I was looking at a, a picture and it's kind of mouthwatering, but <laughs> it was. I think it was mac and cheese, was it? And now all of a sudden. <laughs> It's not coming up anyway, <laughs> but the breaking bread cafe, uh, is also in, is a sister, uh, they say sister enterprise, um, you know, that's works along or is the community based along with that of appetite for change. Um, Gosh, they are in the. I do not. It's not that I don't have the address. It's oh, there it is. Uh, they are located at twelve ten West Broadway Avenue. Uh, again, twelve ten West Broadway Avenue. That's in Northeast area. So if you are familiar, and you know it, the fact that uh, it is within the neighborhood uh you know it's supporting n- not just one particular ethnic group although we know the you know the east side is predominantly um african american but does encompass an entire range of ethnicities still everyone the fact that you know it's in that area and it's providing this service it's wonderful service uh is is really encouraging and <laughs> thank you lucky i really appreciate the information i'm going to go back uh very briefly uh to <laughs> a point that i was making uh because a friend provided some information about Parrito, which is located at 605 South uh, 7th Street West. And that's in St. Paul. Again, 605 7th Street West. They're not open yet. They're not open yet, but that is where they are actually going to be. So uh, it is going to be Mexican cuisine. And yeah, we <laughs> it will be perfect for someone like myself to go to and tell you all about it and maybe lucky might go with me boo boo and the two bears you are very welcome to come along as well you know who you are (laughs) so thank you very much for that information see it's all about having community help with finding out new and exciting places to go to and sometimes when your host can't find the address when he needs to, <laughs> then, you know, friends, listeners uh, help out uh, with uh, providing that information. So thank you very much. You know, it, it is a community effort, as you know. So it's uh, very much appreciated if my listeners out there if you have some place that you would like for me to talk about for me to visit uh please uh 
feel free to contact me and leave information on either my Facebook page. Um, you could certainly contact me by Twitter. Facebook is the Unbougie Foodie. Um, you are uh, welcome to leave uh, a comment. Uh, I'm always looking for new and exciting places to to visit and to go to. Um, but uh, for email, you could also uh, contact me that way. It is the Unbougie Foodie at gmail dot com. Uh, again, that's the Unbougie Foodie at gmail dot com. Uh, Twitter is the underscore Unbougie Foodie, and Instagram, of course, is Unbougie Foodie. So you'll get an opportunity to see different foods and so forth, and places that I've gone to. Uh, but more importantly, um, I want to hear from you. Um, you know, your input is just as important because. You are in the community. Um, I am one person. And it takes a village <laughs> to make us successful. You know, partnering with, of course, WEQI uh, on 104.7 FM gives me an opportunity to reach out to many people. Uh, and those that are interested in enjoying food as much as I do um, you know this is where you come and can share your points as well so it doesn't hurt if you want to give me a suggestion really doesn't I, I take it as a compliment actually to be perfectly honest I take it as a compliment that you're listening and that you want to share your viewpoint uh, and even suggestions and ideas too because you know, uh, sometimes we don't always you know a direction that I might be going you know I need others that need to show me other areas of hey why not consider this because I'm open to any type of food so don't get me wrong you know the foods that are, are within the uh, east uh, St. Paul area. I know many of them are um, Asian. Um, many are also uh, Mexican or Latin cuisine. Um, I know that there are those that are of American, if you would. American. Um, but again, I'm open to any type. So make sure that uh, if you have a suggestion, um, bring it up to the Umbuji Foodie and uh, we'll make sure to uh, make it a point to uh, talk about those on the air. I know that there are, oh, I know that there was something I was going to share, which was last week. Uh, I was thankful that the egg roll queen and I mentioned it last week uh, that I was going to leave right after my show and I was going over to the Egg Roll Queen and she was having a food tasting. I have to say that one, she, they, the family, opened up their home to actually do this food tasting. And I believe the food tasting, as I, st as I mentioned, it started at 10 o'clock and possibly went all the way till 11, uh, till 5 p.m. But 
um, the time slot that I and myself and two friends um, that we went to was 12 o'clock. It was awesome. I have to say again, thankful that she opened up her home and the food that they were preparing. Uh, there were four dishes. Uh, the first was a pad thai dish. The second was uh, it's called in pad thai. It was chicken um, noodles and pad thai seasoning along with some onions. Um, the next was I think it's just referred to as el chow. But it had noodles, uh, Asian seasoning, uh, 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 Asian broccoli and green onions. If and you know again with the the noodles and the seasons, it just makes just wonderful presentation for me is everything. Unfortunately, no, uh, not uh, unfortunately. Um, I talk about it because I like the bright colors uh, in especially like noodles or in dishes and so forth. Um, and this had that the el chow, uh, the pad thai. The pad thai was, I say it was okay. Again, it was. I think she was trying to use a different type of noodle. Um, so we were probably uh, just feeling a little bit differently about the type of noodle that was used. Um, but the el chow was one that I was really, really happy with, and I think everybody that was there. There were a group of, it was a group of uh, seven of us. Uh, And we enjoyed every bit of, you know, the whole experience. The next was a uh, spice, uh, sour and spicy chicken. Oh, maybe it's sweet. Sweet and spicy. I'm sorry. Sweet and spicy chicken. The sweet and spicy chicken. Good flavor. Uh, the chicken it reminded me though of kind of like orange chicken but but with like pepper flakes Um, I'm not sure of the I think they may have mentioned what the ingredients were that it was possibly maybe cayenne or was it just pepper flakes I can't remember Um, but it was over a bed of rice that was great too the last dish was, I think, just a, I'd say, a common dish. Um, they refer to it as the rice bowl. And the rice bowl, it was, it was rice. It was chicken. Uh, it was grilled chicken. Um, and I think it may have been chicken breast itself. Uh, and with some teriyaki sauce. Again, very common and it was good it had great flavor but again um when you're trying to especially when they indicated that they were trying to introduce something new to their uh their food truck or to their menu um the the rice bowl probably was not the one that was probably going to get selected because it's again so it was it's very common it's very that again this is not a critique it's just that if you're you mentioned that you're going to have something new you know someone might say well i could get that on you know another food truck or i could probably even make that at home you're going to uh, the food truck provides you a convenient way to have really great food 
but then you also want something different uh, and for just the rice bowl it by itself hmm, maybe not um, I am happy though that in making in being there we talked about you know different places I met uh, a number of other um, folks that are interested in food and uh, they gave me some suggestions on where to go so I'll be bringing light to those um, next week Um, I have some pictures and so forth that I would like to share uh, on my Facebook page um, in reference to that Um, so definitely look out for those Uh, they are in various areas of the cities so we're not taking anything away from you know St. East St. Paul at all uh it is just that uh you know we're trying to cover areas that are exciting and oh that's not to say that East St. Paul is not exciting um i am doing my Research on a, on a daily basis, trying to find out new things or new restaurants in the area, and as someone that is new in the food genre and industry, if you would, um, I realize that it takes time, and you know you slowly build up a team and gather information. Um, finding out the different types of cuisines that happen to be in a specific neighborhood and you use that and you know work your show and that's what I'm doing <laughs> so all uh, ideas are coming in all different types of directions and I'm trying to use them to make them exciting and tempting for you to go out and enjoy them in your community so if you are willing to always go on this journey please continue to listen you know i'm here every saturday at 10 a.m uh and as with any show there are opportunities for people for listeners to participate even more uh next week and I will put more details out on the Unbougie Foodie uh, Facebook page there will be a contest uh, there will be a restaurant that will be chosen within the local uh, East St. Paul area that you will have an opportunity to either enjoy the meal with yourself and your family or with the Unbougie Foodie again more details are uh, following, um, so please visit the Ambuji Foodie page. Uh, I will have that information uh, and details up l- after the show. Uh, so please look out and get involved. Um, you know your participation uh, in the show, whether it be you know just expressing your views on either the show itself the different types of foods or restaurants within your local area or the ones that I'm actually referring to and talking about. Um, it's for me sharing with you. So I'm always looking forward to hearing feedback. Um, so please uh, 
get an opportunity to be involved. Young Bougie Foodie is looking for you. On that note, I want to. Uh, I want to actually, you know, once again talk about uh, appetite for change. Uh, I'm going to go back to them because they. It was. It's an exciting. Oh, see, I said the word exciting again. I have to stop saying that. <laughs> exciting. Everything's exciting. Food's exciting. I can't help it. <laughs> Talking about food and, I don't know, new things. <laughs> um, I didn't mention their, their uh, schedule at the cafe hours. The cafe hours uh, for, um, again, the... It's called Breaking Bread Cafe and Catering. Um, once again, their address is located at 1210 West Broadway Avenue, uh, Minneapolis, 55411. Uh, cafe hours are from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. How could you not want to be involved with, you know, an organization that, you know, is... L- providing a way for people to you know get involved in their community you know and I don't know it's it's quite interesting that they are doing this at a level uh, such a, a prof- it's at a professional level and the children the young people I won't even call them children the young people that are involved are showing how they are they're they're taking pride in their work they're really taking pride i mean not only from you could see that in the video not they're having fun but just enjoying the fact that uh, you know here there is something that's in their neighborhood that they are a part of that they can express their creativity and maybe even offer suggestions of the type of foods and so forth that are being uh, prepared. Um, Looking on their website, the first one that I see for for breakfast, it's called the Big Bad North Cider. Uh, It's four eggs. That's a lot of eggs. (laughs) Four eggs, uh, any way that you like them. Uh, Your choice of uh, breakfast meat, uh, two pieces of toast with cheese grits or breakfast potatoes, and that's ten dollars. That uh, sounds amazing. <laughs> Just if anyone's really interested, having breakfast right now, you you know where to go. Uh, and it, you know if it's a place that is going to serve a really great breakfast, I'm not uh, embarrassed about driving. You know, uh, somewhere. I've done it before and I'll do it again. So there are quite they offer a number of different of of items on there. I mentioned that they also have uh vegan and vegetarian. So I think weeks ago I was talking with a friend about quinoa. They have vegan quinoa cakes on here, two patties of rainbow quinoa, black beans and sweet potatoes, spices and herbs served on a bed of greens and Garnished with avocado lime sauce and sunflower seeds. So, 
you know if you are vegan vegetarian and are looking for places in your neighborhood here is a suggested place once again uh, breaking bread cafe they have some really interesting stuff on their menu jerk shrimp and cheese grits seven dollars and fifty cents jerk uh grilled jerk marinated shrimp with creamy cheddar grits and toast have you had uh shrimp in the morning i i haven't but it makes me want to have it (laughs) It makes me want to like I said, they have such a wide variety of, and it's a it's a very diverse uh, menu. So this was very thought out, very planned, planned very well. Um, by, I'm quite sure they have chefs that are also involved, um, and so definitely go out and support them. Um, there, it's a great cause, uh, a great organization. I would love to find out more information and um, I will be doing a bit more research and finding and you know providing you my the listeners out there um, with more information about uh, appetite for change again it's a video I'm quite sure that it's a video that you've seen uh, or it's come across either your timeline or maybe you're watching on YouTube and you see some young people they're dancing and they're just talking about uh, vegetables and gardening and it, for me it was just exciting too because here it's it's here in Minnesota um, uh, northeast Minneapolis so I consider it's part of my city <laughs> and they're doing something positive um, and they have the backing of a, of a great organization uh, and also teaching them things um, about business and about their communities um, social as well so yeah I'm excited for you all I look forward to um, visiting uh, bread and uh, excuse me breaking bread cafe as well as um, maybe talking with one of the organizers of appetite for change um, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to do an interview with them and uh, bring that back to listeners so that you could find out um, more, even more information. Um, I'm quite sure that they have events that they might either attend or that you could offer your support. Um, but again, if you ever wanted to contact them, um, for instance, um, Breaking Bread Cafe. You could contact them by telephone, six one two five two nine nine three four six. And again, keep in mind that they also do catering as well, which I, I maybe have mentioned initially, but failed to add on uh, further in the conversation. But um, the catering six one two seven one six nine three eight five, or you could always. Uh, uh, go to catering at breakingbreadfoods.com. <laughs> it's funny. I just noticed that they do take out. I mean, that they do um, delivery. <laughs> and they're on Bite Squad. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> I This is getting so much better. 
even more so what is my favorite word <laughs> it's, it's more exciting now because <laughs> they're I just noticed that they're on Bite Squad and they do deliveries I thought it was only either takeout or to well to go orders so you could definitely call and place an order uh, that menu is online so you know if you want to go to breakingbreadfoods.com uh, and check out their menu yeah there's a that looks like eggs benedict with bacon on top some scallions i i talk so much about food it's incredible i think my friends probably are wondering it's like dude do you ever not stop talking about food uh i'm just i'm excited about learning just different things about food whether it be how to cut meat because i don't i'm not a butcher i i don't have really great knife skills but i want to uh which reminds me i'm reminded of of certain things uh there is an event that's coming up it's coming up in january that kitchen in the market kitchen in the market is a business organization that is within uh, the Midtown Global Market um, and they are having an event um, specifically about uh, butchering meat Um, and I suppose it's a whole equine no no not equine oops Uh, pork Equine's horse. No, it's not horse. <laughs> um, it's pork. <laughs> We're not butchering any horse. Sorry, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to find a delicate way to talk about pork and all the different cuts of meat that they're going to be doing. It's been a wild and crazy day so far. <laughs> Anyway, as we close out the show, uh, again, I would like to uh, truly thank you all for uh, joining me, uh, you know, on the Saturday mornings that you do Uh, tune in next week. I will be talking and more about a restaurant that I've gone to this past week that I I didn't want to mention because I want to go back and uh, get some more food tastings <laughs> um, but it's uh, someplace in Minneapolis uh, I'll tell you what it is but you know just next week tune in it's called Pinku P-I-N-K-U uh, Japanese street food uh, delicious tasting food um, more about that next week but as always I ask that you uh, tune in to WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side, with myself, your myself, Wesley Wright, uh, your Ambuji Foodie. Thank you all, my listeners out there. Um, and as always, please remember to never let anyone tell you what type of foodie you are, uh, because really, it is all about the food. Until next week and next time. Peace.